What's up, everybody? My name is Woody, and today I have a very special guest, Yasmin. She is a mystic, she is a yogi, she is a tarot card reader, a psychic, and an astrologist. So exciting. I've been so curious about astrology, about the planetary language that we all speak, the alignment, the magnetism. There's so much we, we discuss in this episode. Let's get right into it. I hope you guys enjoy. Oh, hi. Chillin'. I, I want to talk about astrology. My favorite subject, let's nerd out. Yeah, you're like, you're a total mystic and you're one with the universe. <laughs> or I'm trying, I'm learning, I'm learning. You are. In the process. Your energy says, yes, you are. Um, where, where does it, all of this stuff come from? Because... There, there's so many questions I have. Mm-hmm. We have our calendar and our way of telling time, mm-hmm. but that's changed over the span of the planet. You know, mm-hmm. you have like the Aztec calendar mm-hmm. and the Egyptian way of doing things. So how do we, how do we get to here with astrology? Mm-hmm. Of of like where did it start and what are the, what are the origins and and the, I don't know the mm-hmm. answer to that question. Totally. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Um, Currently, right now, we are all basing our astrology in the West on a Roman slash Gregorian calendar. So it's Leo, it's uh, Gemini, it's all of these energies that are in January, February, March, April, May. However, this is an adaptation. The origins of astrology actually began in Egypt. Um, It began in the Babylonian um, era. And so that's a lot of where I feel like I'm very tapped into because it's in my blood. Um, It comes from just a space of understanding the stars. This is where they got their math. They got their science. They got their ways that we begin to construct our days. And so their their form of astrology is very similar to the Greek because the Greeks and the Romans actually got inspired by Babylonian and by Egyptian astrology. All right. So... Babylonian, right? Like Babylon? Yes. Okay, where's Babylon? <laughs> I thought that was only in Bob Marley songs. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this is like the Iraq era um, area. It is like Middle Eastern area. It's where all of these countries came in as one energy, right? And so mm. like one space, one umpire. And so Babylonian era is this time in which it was comparable to the Egyptians because they were developing science and astrology around similar times. They were adapting what they already learned from the Egyptians, but they were refining it more. And the Babylonians were really interesting because they were the first people to actually recognize the placements of the planets based upon basic math and also trapezoids. So they were able to like see patterns in the sky just based upon mathematics, which is why like Isaac Newton said that astrology isn't anything that's woo-woo or like about spirit. It is, but a majority of it, if you really get down to like the details, it's all about math. It's all about learning the different angles in which the planets are positioned towards one another learning about the different vibrations that come through it so it's all about the study of like music between planets the like 
geometry between planets. And then once we start to recognize those patterns, um, the Babylonians started to then create like an intellectual way of saying like, okay, well, if a planet is conjunct towards another planet like this, we get this pattern. And then Romans and huh. Greeks started to build upon that. And then now we start to have this form of our modern form of astrology, which is all basically sampling from like the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Babylonians, the Egyptians, and it's all bringing it in towards a conversation, which I think is just really interesting right now. Yeah, yeah. At so the, all those different, they all had their own method and mm-hmm. then they were all similar. Exactly. And we digested them into one cohesive exactly. thing. Exactly. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. Like, um, No one could ever answer that because <laughs> I had so many conversations. Like I was talking to my friend last night at the hospital when <laughs> my friend was having his kid mm-hmm. and we were just waiting and uh, she was talking about, oh yeah, like the time you're born and like where you're born. Yeah. It like affects your, you know, who you are. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's a bunch of hooey fooey. Because <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't logically make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with and the full moon and like how the, it affects the tide and we're 80 whatever percent water. Mm-hmm. So the planets aligning and things of that mm-hmm. nature do affect us. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Which is why um, we're now coming in towards, I think, like this renaissance of astrology where we're actually tapping in towards it. I think Cher or someone said something, millionaires don't use astrology, but billionaires do. And this is because like if we recognize pattern, right? Pattern is math. Pattern is... Um, a rhythm pattern is music. If we recognize that there's certain patterns that are going to come towards the planets, we can then work with the pattern. For example, during a Mercury retrograde, everyone hears about that now. It's just kind of like this intense time. What is a retrograde? It's so, always in retrograde, I, bro. It's always in retrograde. <laughs> it's like three it's, to four times a year. You can go on Twitter at any point and search Mercury retrograde <laughs> to make yourself feel better. Like, oh, well, it's because Mercury is in retrograde, so like everything's fine. I'm not a bad person. Mercury is just in retrograde. It's, you know, but other things can be in retrograde. Right? 100%. We're yeah. in retrogrades right now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Jupiter just went direct. It was in retrograde. Uranus just went retrograde. We have Pluto in retrograde. Chiron's in retrograde. And what exactly is a retrograde? Is a retrograde? <laughs> <laughs> so a retrograde is when optically the planet or the asteroid looks like it's moving backwards mm-hmm. according to the Earth, but it's not it's just an optical illusion. And so, like I was saying before, everything is vibration. So I like to look at the planets kind of like instruments, right? So like the sun is your base and um, like earth can be basically like maybe a melody or something, or it can be another instrument, it could be a guitar. And so as you start to look at all these other planets like instruments, you are the conductor, you're the one that begins to move the sound the way that you want, but the sound's still coming at you. Hmm. You get to determine what's louder, what's lower. And so all of this is vibration being emitted towards you and you're feeling it, it's coming at you. And because you have divine will, you get to determine what you do with that. Hmm. Now, when something is retrograde, the vibration from that planet is just a little bit skewed. And so when a planet is direct, we're feeling it more on like the... the communal way. You'll see it extrovertedly. But when a planet is going um, retrograde, it's more internally. For example, like Uranus went retrograde on the 11th. What that means is the planet of chaos and enlightenment and um, basically higher thinking is now going to be an internal journey for us to go inside and to recognize like, what are the ways in which I've put myself in these boxes? How have I limited myself? How have I like identified myself with a certain um, enigma or a certain personality 
quality trait and how has it served me? Maybe I should release it. Maybe I should try some new shit. And so Uranus is huh. really going to shake you up and really force you to reflect and to think in the ways that you've been. But you are you know that because yeah. you know the energy of I like that you say Uranus too, by the way. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> instead of yeah, the other way of saying it. Uh, you know that because of the traits that come like how where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Like how do you know you know, the energy of a planet like mm-hmm. that. Totally. So um, the planets themselves are also archetypes of energy that can date all the way back towards like Egyptian era. So it comes from like stories. Um, it comes also from Babylonian stories. It comes from Greek and that's what we're more familiar with. For example, um, when I was talking about Chiron, right? Chiron is an asteroid. Chiron, um, the story that I know comes from the Greek and Roman mythology of Chiron was the greatest healer in all the land. And Chiron could heal the gods and could heal mortals. Chiron also was wounded one day when he was training Hercules. Now Hercules, because he can basically be immortal, he can rock with the ones above and below. Um, Chiron was then was wounded. And so he's like, these are real people. No, no, no. These, this This is is the story. This is a story. And so Chiron is the best healer in all the land, the skies and the earth. However, Chiron couldn't heal himself. Hmm. And so this is kind of like satire. We're just like, but you're the best healer. Why can't you heal your own wound? And so one day, once Chiron was basically like sulking in his pain and just like screaming, he saw his friend Prometheus, who was immortal. He was wounded. And so when Chiron saw this, Chiron was just like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I'm wounded. I might as well give up my immortality for my friend Prometheus so Prometheus could actually live. And once Zeus saw this, Zeus was just like, that's it. That's the key about suffering, is that once we recognize that we all come to the planet like Chiron, we all have this wound inside of ourselves. We can surrender into the wound. We don't allow it to basically like force us to be miserable, but instead we can see how our wound could sur- help someone else survive or allow someone else to rise up. Yeah. Then that's when we actually begin to rise up back in towards our healership. So then Zeus returned Chiron back into his natural healed state and he was then able to step back into his healed place. Yeah. And so that's why these stories show us these characteristics about like each planet. And each planet's connected to like an energy, an archetype. It's a blending of so many different things. But yeah, that's how I know. And also just as an astrologer, I do this type of study because I just nerd out and I'm like, right, why do we have these patterns? Why is there this archetype? Yeah. What does this actually mean? So there's been like a study of patterns and mm-hmm. uh, like sequences and stuff mm-hmm. over the years. Totally. Like documented stuff that yeah. you can read that will tell you that Uranus is A, B, and C type yeah. of energy. Totally. Got you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm with the shit, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm fully with the shit. Like, I, I, you know, I love the universe. I love energy. I think mm-hmm. everything is energy. It's just, it just gets so specific, you know, the, the way that, like I said, the exact place that you're born and the time that you're born and the year and all those things, like, have such an effect where you can analyze them down to the, the moment. Uh, and you can break down a person's DNA almost mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. It just seems, oh, I'm going to use the word hooey fooey again. <laughs> it, it seems kind of just uh, out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I believe in the over, overarching, like I'm a Pisces, so mm-hmm. I act like a Pisces. If, mm-hmm. I read a, if I read a Scorpio, I'd be like, I'm not a Scorpio, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So they got me pretty dead on, mm-hmm. but 
it's just the specifics, like the everyday app that you read, and it's just like today you're just gonna <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna meet someone special today and have a very deep conversation. It's like, yeah. bro, I could be talking to you and having a deep conversation, right. or like talking to some dude on you know. Right. It doesn't it doesn't accurately portray anything specific. It's just very vague, mm-hmm. and so. I always call bullshit on that stuff. You As know? you should. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I mean, I call bullshit on a lot of astrologers and just astrology apps. Yeah, I guess it's just an app. So it's like yeah. they're just shitting out information. 100% because like- they're speaking and they're tapping into like a collective energy about that sign, right? Um, which is why I do not do those things because I'm just like, I prefer to be one-on-one with folks. So I was like, yeah. okay, you think it's woo-woo? Then I'm about to read you to the T and let's see if this is not woo-woo. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tight. No, you said it way cooler. <laughs> what did I say? Hooey fooey? I'm going to start saying woo woo instead. That's tight. <laughs> but I got to say it like you. The woo 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 woo. Because <laughs> I'm a super skeptic. Like, I came to this shit. My mom has been teaching me about astrology since I was younger, and I was such a skeptic. Yeah. I was like, Ma, this is so li- just general. This is not about you. And then I was just like, Okay, well, let me study up on this so that I can get detailed about it because I'm very detail oriented when it comes to this shit. Oops. And then, um, so now it's like in this space where apps are going to give you a collective energy, right? It's not going to be maybe for you that day, but some days it might be for you because Mm -hmm. they're tapping into that collective. But that's why I think it's really important for people to learn their own charts. So that way you recognize like, okay, I'm a Pisces, but then my rising could be a Gemini. So if your rising is a Gemini, when we looked on the app, that's what it said. Um, For mine? For for yours, yeah. Okay, and, and rising, I'm going to like stop you every like sentence when we're talking yeah, about Yeah, stop me, stop me. Uh, so rising means, rising. is that a rising planet in, the, in orbit or something? So rising basically means that it is the planet that is your most closest towards you. So it's when you're born. This is the planet basically that is your first skin. It's the first impression. It's mm. the first... Helps mold you. Exactly. Yeah. Except it's the very surface of you. It's not your true essence. It's the mask that you give towards people. But this is also an energy that's going to travel with you throughout your whole entire life. Huh. So when someone first meets you, it's like, yeah, you're a Pisces, but they don't know that. First, they're going to meet your ascendant, your first layer of you. It's like the first shield. So a Gemini. Wow. You're someone who's able to like connect with everybody and you're very stimulating, you're super talkative and like you're able to just be like really um, energetically charged by everything. You're into excitement, you're into new things, you can talk about everything Mm -hmm. and sometimes it might even feel like you're not a master of anything because you could just talk about anything, right? Man, you are just, break it down, girl. (laughs) Break it down. There was no woo-woo there at all. That was the realest shit I've heard ever. (laughs) And so then... um, but you're also madly entertaining and people want to listen to you mm-hmm. and they really want to like understand you. But then you can also come off as a little bit chaotic because you could feel like your energy is frenetic and almost anxious. Mm-hmm. But it's because Mercury is known as the first air sign on the Zodiac. So whenever you're the first sign on the Zodiac, you're going to kind of feel like a spaz. You just got a bunch of like energy you can't contain. It's like your puppy, right? It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, we're moving, we're moving. Um, but then once someone really gets to sit down with you, it's the opposite. You're like, oh, I'm a Pisces. Mad chill when they want to be. Yeah. Super reflective, very deep in thought. Um, but a Pisces and a Gemini are very similar because they have two sides to them, right? So Gemini, they say that two-faced. Not really two-faced. It's just externally, yeah. we're showing you many different sides of ourselves. Everyone has a light and a dark. Everyone has like a front they put on and then the mask they tuck off when they get home. 
with Geminis, it's just, we can't hide it. I'm a Gemini. Um, we can't hide it. We're just extrovertedly all of ourselves all the time. So that's why people are like, you're two-faced, you're this, you're that, you're not. It's just, you're just being in this multifaceted dynamic personality exchange. And so for a lot of folks that are very cemented into, I am this, or like, I am this energy, I am this culture, I am this personality, it makes them feel like you're not being consistent. You're just not basically being consistent through their lens of being linear. Instead, you're being all over the place. So because you have this as an ascendant, this is also your energy that you give towards people. It's just like you do everything. That's what a Gemini is known for doing. We can be a writer. We could be a producer. We could be a mom. We could be all these other things. And we could be great at them too, but it'll make people think like, how does she do it all? Yeah, well, it's yeah. because you allow yourself to explore all the different facets of yourself without feeling so bogged down to like be one thing. Huh. Now, Pisces goes on a similar journey, but they're a little bit more um, introverted about it. So on the inside, like you can be thinking all these things. You could like, um, a Gemini, we literally have no filters. What we're thinking is a lot of times what we're just speaking. Yeah. Uh, with Pisces, they have a lot more like emotional intelligence and they also like go into the spirit realm a lot more. So they'll be able to internalize these reflections. I'm in the spirit realm all the time. Exactly. I'm, like I'm, I'm like constantly... In the spirit realm, kicking it, eating Doritos, <laughs> like chilling. God damn. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So wait, my what sign is is the same as yours? Yes. Okay. Cool. So your ascendant is my sun sign. So that's why, like, we both do a bunch of different mm-hmm, things. Interesting. Mm-hmm, Interesting. Yeah, and that's why Gemini's also are like known to be crazy, just because we do a bunch of things. We're like, I don't know where you get that energy. I don't know how you have all these like interests and all these skills. Why don't you just like do this thing, this one thing? And you're yeah, like, yeah. why? That sounds like hell. I that's- just feel like it's because I'm not really rooted in reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that like fantasy land mm-hmm. sort of thing, mm-hmm. but. I'm just constantly like I can't sleep sometimes. Mm. I'm just thinking of ideas. I have to get up and mm-hmm. go on the computer, write shit down. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the the mystical side of me is like I believe I really do believe you could do anything. Mm-hmm. And you you know people get it twisted with like the whole secret thing mm-hmm. that came out years mm. ago. Mm. Everybody's like, oh, you know, man, you can manifest your world and shit. But mm-hmm. then they don't work for it right. or they don't do anything right. and they just expect like some Lamborghini to pop in their driveway. <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah, you're like <laughs> kind of blowing my whole motherfucking <laughs> mind here, dude. <laughs> that's and that's, awesome. <laughs> and that's also what I, I, um, as an astrologer, as just a creative person, like, um, astrology is not a scapegoat. I don't care if a planet's in retrograde. If you're acting like a dick, you're a dick. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what's in retrograde. It doesn't matter what your signs are. This is where also I kind of like, I'm skeptical of astrology, right? I'm a big skeptic of astrology. Um, but if we take astrology, we recognize, oh, our planets are in these placements. Great. This gives me this predisposition. Okay, cool. That doesn't mean that I'm stuck in it. Instead, this means it's something I need to grow from. Hmm. Instead, it's like a form of accountability. So I'm all about that, about astrology being a form of accountability to actualize you and to activate you to get your shit done. So like the secret, you want something? Cool. Let's say that you're a Sagittarius and you know that you have a lot of luck. Jupiter's in Sagittarius right now. It just went direct. What does that mean? You're going to be mad lucky right now if you're Jupiter, if you're, um, excuse me, if you're a Sagittarius or if you have a Sagittarius rising, you're mad lucky until um, uh, December. 
Okay, if you know that shit, don't be lazy. Like, go out there and make things happen. Don't feel entitled. Don't, like, fuck around and just get really distracted and get caught up in your vices because that also will be very tempting for you as well. Instead, use astrology to help you navigate the energy because the energy is coming at you whether you want it or not. And then as you begin to move the energy around, that's where I really think the secret was trying to talk about was, like, movement of energy and how you are actively in the process of your manifestation. If we're passively trying to manifest, we manifest a bunch of shit we don't want mm-hmm. and it just actually delays a lot of our gifts but I think like if you put your work in towards it and put your back into it you actually really get to do all these amazing things yeah. and astrology helps you with timing because that's also my big thing too is like alright well yeah. since the Babylonian times since the Egyptian times like they've been running their clocks and like their rituals and the way they would crown folks and the way that they would do sacrifices and the way they would like just do all of their rituals would be based upon planetary positions why? because they recognize that like vibration is important and like if you're trying to do like a negotiation maybe you should do it during Jupiter when it's inside Sagittarius, or maybe you shouldn't do it during Mercury retrograde. Why? Because we saw these patterns of having discord or having miscommunication during these times. So instead, okay, let's lean in towards these vibrations and these shifts, right? And like, okay, let's work with it rather than like working against it. That's dissonance and that's dumb. Yeah. You know, so I feel like a lot of people intuitively already do this. 100%. I feel like you already do it. Yeah, yeah. Astrology just gives you that affirmation that like, yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, you got it. And there's the broad, uh, the broad readings too, like you were talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, what is happening? Yeah, uh, Uranus is. Uranus went retrograde. Okay. So Uranus went retrograde. The broad reading for that is that what you're asking? So um, what that is basically is like. Uranus is the planet of upheaval, revolution, and enlightenment. Basically, it'll come in and it'll create chaos. So that way we will lighten up the load of what we think we need to identify with. So that way we can release it and we can get lighter. We can move on our path. It wants us to like actualize and move forward. Uranus also rules Aquarius. So if you think about an Aquarian energy, you're like, oh, those folks, they're forward thinking. They can make things happen. They're manifestors. But they're also weird with it too. They're like, I have no idea what Aquarius (laughs) people do. I was like, Aquarian? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Aquariuses are really good magicians. So they're really good at thinking into the future. They're mm. super weird and odd. They're like the ones on the periphery, but they're also usually the ones getting shit done because they have Saturn. Saturn is the planet that's all about order and structure and manifestation. It wants things to like um, have a smooth process from beginning to end, and it wants the highest benefit in return. And it doesn't care about fast success. Instead, it wants consistent, steady growth, so it builds its legacy. So that's why we see a lot of Aquarians in these very like activist role, and they start to um, create art that really makes us think about the future. And hmm. so once we start to think about Uranus, we start to think about like, it's in retrograde, so therefore it's teaching us how to detach, detach from our structures about maybe our culture taught, taught us a certain way of how we need to think about our love and our pleasure and our sensuality and our money and our worth because Uranus is in Taurus right now, so it's teaching us that path about the Taurian way of like your money doesn't have to come from one specific project or one specific um, job. It can come from many different sources of income. Let me show you how. And yeah, so maybe yeah. to like shake up your work life a little bit where you're just like, damn, I'm getting a lot more money from my side hustle than I am from my main hustle. Maybe I should put more energy in my side hustle because this is bringing me more joy, passion, excitement. Right, right. Uranus is like, thank you. And actually you. be like attuned to that and exactly. be like, oh, this is happening because 
of these planetary exactly. motherfucking alignments. <laughs> Tight. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. Awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, like I was telling you earlier, your IG story is incredible. Mm, thank you. Um, where you just break shit down. Thank and you. And it's you know, it's a lot of information. <laughs> It's a lot of information. It's a lot of information. And I'm sure you could already tell if you're listening to this, it's a lot of information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good though. It's awesome. It's because I'm trying to teach it from a way where it doesn't sound or doesn't feel like it's so ethereal, but it has a lot of history behind it. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of math behind it. It has a lot of practicality behind it. So if we begin to sync up and listen towards the different rhythms of the planet, then I feel like we can sync up to the different rhythms of our life. And we can see like, oh, this is the place where whenever I'm in this season I'm in cancer season like last month was cancer season it was all the eclipses like we're all going to get in our feels great okay we're really going to do some good work with about our moms and our dads great and this is going to set us up for Leo season which we're currently in and it's all about our shine it's all about like being expressive and being in your creativity and tapping into your inner child and like allowing yourself to come from these wait, spaces wait, 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 oh, uh, but <laughs> that was a mumble and a half right there but <laughs> Okay, so Leo season. Yeah. So this is where. Okay. Okay. Leo season, right? Mm-hmm. These are broad. These are like months at a time, or mm-hmm. like a few months at a mm-hmm. time. So then, what's the Uranus thing compared to? Is that like a weekly? Is there like a weekly breakdown that you're talking mm-hmm. about, and then like a broader spectrum? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I'll get so the, super nerdy and like go. No, no, no. no I was just okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yes. So the signs we have like Leo, we have Virgo, we have Libra, Scorpio, all of these um, are based into four weeks. So they're months, right? Mm -hmm. And so these are also constellations and that's why the months have been broken up into constellations. Now the planets, they're just free roaming and they're moving in all of these different months, all these different signs. So right now in Leo season, when it's all about our creativity, it's all about um, our masculine energy, it's all about really stepping into our shine, stepping into our power, our confidence, and really recognizing the sources of power and abuse. Those are all really big conversations right now. Um, in addition to that already being kind of the foundation, now we have the planets coming in and doing their own dance. Sure. So Uranus retrograde, okay, cool. We're talking about creativity, we're talking about power and abuse, but now Uranus retrograde, we're seeing the ways in which we perhaps maybe are abusing our power. Maybe in the ways that we have internalized our own self-worth or we've internalized that like, oh, okay, so my boss does this, so now I'm a lower person part of like the totem pole and so Uranus wants to teach you no you're not like you have agency go out there and do your own business go out there and like do your project go out there and do this it starts to stir in this attitude shift and change and you also have a bunch of other planets all the planets are doing something right now inside of Leo season right and this particular season right now where we're at it's basically like a gift to us because we've gotten through July, which July, I don't know if you felt it. I felt it. A lot of people felt it. But it was just like a good upheaval, good cleansing and rinsing. So Leo July season- was crazy <laughs> as fuck, bro. July yeah. was nuts. Yeah. And it was supposed you to cleansing? be- cleansing? Yeah. It was a cleansing. Yeah. It was yeah. a cleansing because it was like- um, getting in towards literally like the depths of our psyche when it comes towards our father and our mother, our career and our home. Those are such sensitive topics to all of us towards our childhood when we were younger and how we were programmed. And so because we now have all this really fresh information from July, now we're starting to integrate it and we're kind of starting to get the steam back into us. Mercury also went direct. So now we're starting to get those clear answers coming through. We're able to communicate with more harmony and just ease and people are able to listen more. 
And so this is all starting every single month is shifting and getting us ready for something new, something just preparing us for this new expression of who we are. Damn. And 2019 um, energetically is just a really big uh, cleanse, but also activation. It's one in which people are getting super real with themselves, which I feel like they weren't for a while. Yeah, They're yeah. kind of like maybe dancing around what they wanted to do or dancing around what they needed to get done. Yeah. And now 2019 is just like, uh-uh, boo-boo. Like you need to address this. You need to handle this. You need to like go and make this happen. And so by 2020, we're all going to be asked to really step in towards our power, to that's really dope. step in towards like our lanes, to become masters of I feel like that's a lot it. of social media shit too. Mm-hmm. Like social media has been so prevalent in our mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of on the way out mm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll always be there, but I don't think it's it's like it was, yeah, or it has been over the past what ten years or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Social media has just been this thing yeah. that everybody's been obsessed over. Yeah, and you know, you like you were talking about, like everybody wants to retweet shit, but they don't want to actually go out and protest mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. elect the right president mm-hmm. or like do things that are right. Right. Um, so we've been stuck in this almost alternate universe. And I think a lot of that is changing mm-hmm. um, with politics and with the way that the world, you know, that shit that was just going on in China mm-hmm. where they took over the airport and they're all protesting over there. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of shit going on in the world. Yeah. So that's hella accurate. We're all, we're <laughs> all being activated. Yeah. And we'll see it more too because Uranus yeah. is retrograde. Um, all of us are going to feel it because it is the planet of revolution and rebellion. We're going to see way more of it the next six months, even in 2020. We're all just going to feel this. Um, if you've kind of maybe fell into the background, maybe you've been a passive activist, you're going to feel the call then to step in towards your power and be like, what can I do? How yeah. can I step in? Because your attitude's going to be called into review about what are you doing when you see that the folks are being oppressed? How are you stepping in? How are you oppressing folks, right? And so yeah. all these conversations are coming up, especially during Leo season. And we're seeing it like at the border. We're seeing it just with like America in general. The tensions are getting so, so high. And so Uranus retrograde is also going to call all of us to examine the ways perhaps that we have experienced privilege and how can we actually dismantle it and step into a power space where we all can feel empowered. We don't have to take someone else's power in order for us to feel empowered, but instead we create the power from coming from the inside source of our creativity, our path, our lane, um, but yeah, social media will shift. It's totally shifting. Um, why do you think that it's on its way out though? Uh, I just think it's, it's too, people are, I think people are sick of it. Mm, it's yeah. just not authentic anymore. Mm. I think the, the next social media platform is going to be more of a communal thing mm-hmm. rather than a broader thing. Mm. Um, It'll be like tears. Like we would follow each other because we know each other mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I want to see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But Kobe Bryant, like I don't really care what he's doing, but I want to follow him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so you could potentially have these like different feeds where mm-hmm. you could see your close friends in a more, I don't know, Instagram is just kind of shitty. You I know, agree. Facebook's dead, Instagram's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, TikTok is way too lit for me. <laughs> uh, it, it, Twitter's cool, but there's just so much mush. It's just like, yeah. Uh, it's, it's overwhelming. Woo woo. It's just yeah. everywhere. On, that's your new uh, word now. On, yeah, that's my, that's my new shit. Uh, but it's everywhere, and there's there's a need for like authentic connections. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, like Facebook used to be really cool. MySpace used to be really MySpace cool was back the shit. in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're probably yeah. just old as fuck, but but like it was just more authentic. You know, you mm-hmm. had a close group of friends. You could stay updated. You could communicate, and it was 
it was a new exciting concept, but you know, over time it's just gotten so diluted where it's just pictures of mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like Instagram to me is very limited in what you can do. You yeah. know, you can't write a post. Mm-hmm. You can't uh share music. Mm-hmm. You can, but it's really not meant for that. You know, yeah. like Facebook at its core is really great. Mm-hmm. Um but I think we're all striving for that, especially with all the fake news and the the you know, the crazy shit they're doing with fake video, like yeah. the what do they call them? The fake video uh where they put people's face on other people's bodies and shit. I forget what they call uh, it. But the, but there's there's all this like yeah. stuff that's oversaturating social media and your brain. You know, and I'm mm. like I'm like mm-hmm. a I'm a huge advocate of you are what you put into your body. Totally. Food, mm-hmm. music. Like mm-hmm. I don't listen to music. At I, all? I do, but like I'm very specific about what I listen to. Mm. People say, oh, hey, have you heard the new Rick Ross? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do, I'll just breeze through it. If something yeah. really grabs me, then that's cool. But yeah. I just I just feel like if you listen to everything, it's good to be influenced, but you you got to be careful what you put in your body. I agree. With social media, everything. 100%. Yeah, because Uranus will come for that ass. <laughs> 100%. It's like it taps into your subconscious. It taps into it's like... Um, the underbelly of who you are. Uh, I just had a client and he's like this amazing DJ and he says that he has um, an astrology client and he has music on all the time. And so he never plans any of his sets, basically. So he just goes on and he performs. And he's like, he's amazing. Um, And he says he has music on all the time because it goes into his subconscious, but he's very like meticulous about what he's listening to. Yeah, yeah. And so it is totally. I mean, if you're a DJ, you have to do that, though. Yeah, one hundred percent. You have to be listening to music all the time. One hundred percent. Or else you're just gonna play the same shit over and over again. <laughs> yeah, and then that's sad. You're not really like honoring your craft. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But on the conversation of like putting things into your body, yeah, I think like. Or like watching reality television. Like if you watch mm. the Kardashians, <laughs> like I'm not gonna hate on you if you watch Kardashians. Yeah. Everybody's got their vices. Come on, <laughs> but. You know, be careful because yeah. you watch enough of that shit, you're gonna start acting like Kim. Totally, you know, yeah. subconsciously, you're yeah. gonna be like, man, like I'm gonna, you're gonna start doing some wild shit, and it's gonna be from that. One hundred percent. Yep, I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. And it's just like, also, I think when we're overstimulated, we don't allow ourselves to like step into boredom or step in just to like pondering and just getting drifted off into other places. Yeah. Which I notice like that's where a lot of my creative impetus comes from. It's just like when I'm bored or when I'm just chilling, I'm not looking at a screen and I'm just kind of like in my own being and not really influenced or inspired by others. But I do think that's like a really healthy separation and boundaries, I think, with social yeah. media, which is important. Yeah. Um, which is why with social media, I just try to push out things that I feel like would support people but not distract people. Totally. You know? Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's so saturated with things that can get you off task. Yep. And especially with Jupiter and Sagittarius, we will easily get off task because it'll just be party and bullshit mentality. That's is like, that now or is that? It's right now. It's yeah. right now. It started on the 11th. Got you. So it's like now until Sagittarius season. Which is So when? the end of November, beginning of December. Oh, shit. We got a while. We got a while. Okay. We got a while. So okay, like cool. just check the party and bullshit. Check like the social media. Yeah. Check, check those things so that way um, instead of 
basically like wasting this energy and this luck that we have. Mm -hmm. How could you then tap into this energy to manifest things that you want? Because Jupiter is very abundant, super generous. It wants you to feel good. It wants you to feel joy. Um, But if your joys are addiction to social media or addiction to the Kardashians, then like, great, you're going to get all of that. But by the time December gets around, you're just like, shit, I just spent five months like getting so distracted and I wasted a lot of this amazing energy. So don't sleep on Jupiter and Sagittarius. (laughs) You sound like Jupiter's the homie down the street. <laughs> Yo, Jupiter said that you <laughs> you just talk like you talk about them all like they're your your friends. You know, they are though, and I feel <laughs> <laughs> they are. And yeah, they are. I mean, like they're super connected to it. Jupiter said, "You better stay off social media, bro." <laughs> Jupiter is the homie. Jupiter, like. I think once I've just tried to like understand that is, them. That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> that needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> and I could just like, I just feel it. I just feel it when I'm around people and I could feel like an energy that they're um, engaging in or that they're just like allowing themselves to be. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's how you're tapping into energy. But Jupiter says, y'all better be on task. Um, and just like enjoy the luck, the abundance that comes until like December. But like, don't waste it. Utilize it. Do what you want to do. Uranus is like shifting your attitude. It's giving you like this kind of a little bit of internal chaos for you to reflect on like what's not working. What do I really want to actualize? Like, am I really on my path? It starts to give you those questions and it makes them even stronger. Hmm. And then Jupiter's like, okay, cool. I'm going to give you some luck right here. So it makes the process a little bit easier for you to go forward in this. And so if we're like, okay, cool, let's tap into it and go with that rhythm. Great. When Virgo season hits, oh, you're going to be such a worker bee. You'll be like, okay, cool, let's go. Like, I'm in these projects, I'm in my flow, like, I have all these things I really want to do, and it's just going to feel good. Um, if not, when we get to Virgo season, it's just going to be like, you're going to feel the weight and the heaviness of just like, I was distracted during Leo season. I was maybe like on my hot girl summer type of shit and like my hot boy summer. That's the most ridiculous and shit so- ever. The most ridiculous <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Jesus. And so, I mean, like, it's so good to have joy. That's number one thing is like, have joy, please. Like in your work, have joy, make sure. And that's what Uranus wants you to do as well. It's like, you can party and bullshit, but can you also like feel joy and satisfaction from it? And maybe mm-hmm. are you getting your money or legacy from it? Okay, cool. Everybody has their different paths and uniquely are going to create that. Um, but if you're just like out here to be seen in these streets, like, okay, cool. Well, it's going to feel very tired by Virgo season. Yep. And Virgo season is kind of like, okay, what have you been putting your work into? Like, what projects are you working into? And everybody's just going to be more on that rhythm and that brainwave. Um, When you get to Libra season, it'll be more about, like, uh, fun and we'll want to be a little bit more social. Libra season is, like, top of the next year? Uh, Libra season is the bottom of September, beginning of October. Okay. And so that's just a season, basically, also of justice. So we'll see more conversations, basically, about... um, Justice towards like those that are feeling like they're disempowered, especially during this season right now when we're seeing just like August, the abuse of power and where power comes from. Mm-hmm. When we get to Libra season, then that conversation gets more expanded where we actually get to see justice or the lack of justice being served. Um, Libra season is also just a season where we get to um, like be a little bit bouncier, a little bit like more flow, have fun, flirt, do all these different things that engage our sense of pleasure, our sense of joy. But Virgo season is more like just bite the bullet, handle your work, get shit done. Because yeah. um, then once we get to Scorpio season, which is the bottom of October and all of November, that's when Mercury goes retrograde again. And it's going to be in 
Scorpio season. I love Scorpio season, but a lot of folks don't. Uh, Why do you love Scorpio season? Because my moon's in Scorpio, my rising's in Scorpio, so I just get Scorpio season. So you're season. just basking in them. I just love it. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it's chaos and you can handle it? It's it's chaos, but it's it's a chaos in which we recognize the density and the dark about ourselves, and if you're smart about it, and if you just surrender into it, you can really make that shit into gold. You can yeah. make it into incredible things. Like Scorpios are one of the signs that recognize trauma is your biggest form of like creative impetus. Yeah, yeah. It can also just be like this great rich understanding about how people live. Now I'm not saying to be a tortured artist. I'm not saying that like trauma is the only way to understand life. Yeah, but I think people get it twisted too. It's like it's like they when you get a reading, right? Or mm-hmm. when you do a reading for somebody, they mm-hmm. want all good shit. Yeah. If you were if you told somebody, "Hey, uh, you're going to have a terrible <laughs> month, but you're going to be good <laughs> after this month." You know, that's yeah. not that's not what they want to hear. Yeah. They're not going to buy into that. <laughs> You'd be surprised. My clients People are do. More open to that? No, they're open to it. Yeah, because I don't sugarcoat shit. Like if I you see don't some, sound like you sugarcoat no, shit. I don't because yeah. that's a disservice to you. And yeah. I feel like if you want that, then go go look at the go look go at an app. app. Yeah, <laughs> go get no shade. Some of the apps are dope. Pattern is a dope app. Pattern, I love pattern. I can't it, fuck with pattern. Really? Nah. Ah. It's that woo woo shit again. <laughs> Just because it's so. Uh, you know, it's so you fuck with it though. Yeah, I like it. It read me really well. Really? It did me. I was like, oh, okay. And pattern. is it a constant thing? Like it, it'll read you mm. over and over again, or is one reading and then? It's- to be honest, I just like was looking at it for two weeks. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Hmm. Um, but the daily readings, not so much. But when you go into the thorough readings and it's like reading you for, you have to give it like fifteen minutes. You're reading, reading, reading. It was pretty clear, and I was wow. like, oh shit. And if you put in like, um, I put in like one of my friends, and then it showed me basically like our ways that we converse, our tension, our challenges, our yeah, gifts, yeah. our like. But it's so vague. <laughs> oh my god. My. Yo, our friend Shiva, Shiva, Shiva was over yeah. here, right? Uh-huh. And she was telling me about pattern yeah. with her and Marcus, her boyfriend. Yeah. And she was reading me. Whatever it said, yeah. and I was, I was like, that could be about anything, bro. Like that could literally be about me, my relationship with a squirrel outside, or like it could be. It's so vague. It's just like, yeah, you know, you yeah. guys like kind of tussle sometimes, but it's all love at the end of the day, and like, I, it doesn't make any. It makes sense, but yeah. it's not specific specific enough to be believable. Yeah. So well, then for I you, know. I would suggest. <laughs> Because <laughs> certain folks, they can just they can drive. They can drive with like the generalizations. For you, I feel like you would need a one-on-one reading. Yeah. So you could just be like, "This is exactly what's going to go down. This is an energy. Watch out for this. Watch out for this I'm, person." I'm here for it. Da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to be hitting you up all the time because this is dope. I need you <laughs> to be like <laughs> by my side all the time, just telling me what's what in the universe and it's you know it's a trip though yes we do know what's what but we can't control it that's also a thing too i'm not trying to control it but you know there's things when i was watching your instagram story today and you were talking about uranus i was like damn that's that's really where i'm at right now Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's really where i'm at inside yeah um it's just it's crazy yeah i was well that I wasn't speaking for a certain sign. I'm just telling you generally, yeah. generally and like the logic behind what happens when this planet goes retrograde mm-hmm. and also the logic behind when Jupiter goes direct and the logic behind like Mercury. But I'm also tapping into like 
Uh, I channel. I like tap into spirit. I'm intuitively just picking up shit, and so I'm just like saying it that whatever I'm feeling, whatever spirit's telling me to say. So a lot of the times, like what I'm saying, it's for the people that are supposed to be listening. Yeah. Right. And so then that's what a lot of us astrologers, any person, I think even creatives, we understand that like if you have an audience, you know that that specific audience is supposed to be there for you because you're supposed to receive whatever you're gonna give. Right. So like maybe folks that follow my Instagram, they didn't see my Uranus today because they're not supposed to listen to it and that's cool you know right. but you were because yeah, yeah. this lesson was for you and this message was for you and that was the energy I was tapping into because I usually do like a meditation not usually I always do a meditation um, for me basically to communicate things for whoever's supposed to listen and the messages for that way could be easily absorbed for whoever it is sometimes I'm like I don't even get what this is but I know I'm supposed to say it so I'm gonna say it yeah but um, so you do one-on-one readings all the time you have a bunch of clients mm-hmm, that you do mm-hmm. that with yeah, I do tarot, I do astrology. I wanted to talk about that too. <laughs> How did you say it? Uh, tarot and astrology. Tarot? Tarot, yeah. Tarot, okay. Tarot, like the I think cards. I say tarot or... Whatever. I mean, my tarot accent. cards? <laughs> <laughs> you know them tarot cards? I went to Los Angeles and... Man, that's just really bad. <laughs> no, I mean like my accent too though. My accent comes from many different places. So I pick up words and I'm like, this is my word now. But that, those cards... It's crazy, right? The most woo-woo. Right. Because I don't understand those at all. That just seems like a magic trick. Like you, you yeah. have a deck of cards, mm-hmm. and it's what you by chance you pick out. Oh man, you got to explain this to me. <laughs> you ready? Everybody, you let's ready? go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, tarot reading is not by chance at all. Everything okay. is very intentional. Your reader, whoever it is, is shuffling the deck, and what it is is they're having a conversation with spirit. And so they are then talking with spirit and they're like, okay, what messages am I supposed to give for what are you right here? Okay, boom. Let's say you asked about money. Okay, cool. I'm shuffling the deck. I could be saying like, what are some messages for Woody for his career for August? Boom, a card comes out. And then we start to tell a storyline intuitively of what we're feeling. But also the cards are connected with symbolisms. They're also connected with planets. They're connected with planetary placements. So as an astrologer, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, this makes sense. And so then I start to talk to you about it. And then energetically, because I'm an empath, psychic I do all these other shit I could just feel things I start to tap into those things about you and then I start to speak on it and then I start to tell you're a story you're an empath psychic mm-hmm. what? <laughs> yeah a lot of us so are so you're, you're talking to sort of a higher power to, to pull the right card yes, out to tell, a, to tell a story and then you interpret that card mm-hmm. those cards mm-hmm. and like in the order they come out mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not for me. It's not chance. It's not the cards themselves. Mm. It's more just higher power trying to communicate some messages to you that you already know. But now you have an objective person that's just like, this is what it is. Damn. How did you learn to do that? Tarot? Yeah, yeah. Mm, How did I learn this? Or you just kind of practice it? I just started practicing. I just started practicing. First, I was really into astrology. And that's just like my foundation and my base. Um, And then with Tarot, I was really hesitant about it because I got a lot of crazy readings from it. Mm. And I was just like, ugh. And it came out of literally a need, me wanting to read for myself because I didn't like other folks reading for me. I was like, nah, nah, that's not what it is. Um, And then I just started practicing, started practicing, just started playing. And then my friends were like, read for me, do this for me. And that's how astrology started too. It was just kind of like I would... um, I energetically, I'm just like the person in the group where like they'll come to me and they'll just be like, okay, can you read this person? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll tell you. Da-da-da-da, read them. Like when I was younger too, um, 
I would see auras. I don't really see auras too much now, but when I was younger, I saw auras very clearly. And so my mother what would come. What do you mean you me, saw auras very clearly? Like I, when a person walk in, I would just see like colors around them, and then no I would ener- like energetically. I don't see Whoa. colors anymore, but I could just feel vibes now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now it's more empathic for the way it's developed for me. Crazy. So when I was younger, my mother, she would call me like her little pit bull because she would basically bring friends around or maybe like folks she was dating and she was like, okay, read them. And so then I would read them and her and I would have a conversation. She's like, okay, cool. Let's see if this is real. You know, so I really value my mom in that way because she didn't um, basically made me fear my gifts, but instead she's like, let's see if this works. And so that's what happens with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. we, the way we're trained in this world is yeah. crazy. Like the way we're educated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go on about that shit forever. I have yeah. a big problem with the way we're we're educated and yeah. taught, and how our culture functions within our society mm-hmm. we built. But that a lot of people they get either get scared of the you know quote unquote supernatural, mm-hmm. or a lot of people are just afraid to be bored and afraid of themselves mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's like you said, like that's when you really pick up on a lot of things. Yeah. In your life and other people's lives, like when you have time to reflect and think and fall back into that zone. 100%. So, 100%. Yeah. yeah. My family, I mean, I just come from a bunch of weird people. I come from like healers and artists. It's the best so, though. I love weird people. <laughs> yeah. I love weird yeah. people, you know? I do too. Because that means you're being authentically yourself. 100%. You are, mm-hmm. you know? Or you could just watch the Kardashians and try to get a Mercedes. But, but actually, actually, yes, if you get caught up in the fog of all right, love and hip hop. I'm not saying <laughs> the Kardashians, all right? Love no, no, and no, no, hip hop no, 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 season no. two. We're going to talk about the Kardashians real quick. <laughs> Kardashians real quick because they actually practice in magic. Really? They are. Oh, hell yeah. In what respect? Hell yeah. Are respect? you kidding me? The mom? I haven't seen the show, so um, I'm not- Oh, you don't? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I watch the Kardashians. What are you talking no, about I- shit for? <laughs> I don't watch the Kardashians, but like I, re- I respect the way that Kris Jenner built up that family because she was hella on some like candle magic. She was hella on some like, yeah. She, if you watch some of like her old videos where she was selling things basically, or she had like uh-huh. a talk show or some shit like that, she was basically talking about candle lighting and there's rituals that you can do with candles. And so then she was, um, she brought in like this healer or this witch and they were then talking about candles. And I was like, she's been on this shit. She's hiding behind her like Armenian Christian ways. That's a facade. That's not totally. what she really, no, hell no. Yeah, yeah. The, that family 100% is doing some brujeria shit. 100%. Yeah, yeah. They're into astrology because that's the only way way you can really succeed in this world is if you're aligned with spiritual ways you can put on a facade again if you're politically just trying to put yourself in a space or in a situation now 100% they're doing some shit that's when you do like bad shit to get ahead exactly you know what I mean like there's rich people that are rich but they're just boring and basic Mm -hmm. and like Again, you got to be weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just got to be weird. Yeah, no, yeah. 100%. You have to be weird. You have to be. I won't hate on the Kardashians anymore. Though, no. <laughs> no, Kardashians, <laughs> yes. There is a bunch of dark shit that they are pushing out. <clears throat> I do not agree with. But if we want to talk about like the magic they be doing, that's, a, that's another. Hit me with some of the magic. That. that <laughs> Because I know Kanye West is doing some shit. They're, yeah. they're doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's also, did you see his interview? Um, it's on the Netflix, I think. With it's Letterman? With yeah. I watched the majority of it. Yeah. Yeah. So he touched upon some things, and I feel like he's opening up a little bit more oh, towards he, it. Oh, he was talking about the sound mm-hmm. and the, uh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. the lights and stuff. I just, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, his yeah. consciousness is starting to open up in that way, too, because I feel as though 
he has been denying a lot of his own spiritual, and I feel this energetically from him, a lot of his like ancestors and a lot of his like spiritual information that's coming through. That's why he was talking a lot about genetic coding. He's talking a lot about sound and the frequency. And it's his first time actually thinking about sound as healing and what 808s do to the body yeah. and how we can actually shift color and what that would actually do to the frequency of our mind and being overstimulated. Like these are all conversations of someone who's like going on the path of enlightenment, actually starting to jump out of like just a material way of being but now seeking a higher self and he has a Pisces moon like he's destined to be in this space of like higher thinking and consciousness Gemini Damn, sense so you're just watching you're you're you just watch TV and watch people no inter- I don't interviews and stuff are you constantly breaking people down 100% when you're, all the time yeah that's what I mean <laughs> so you're watching an interview you're like, mm, mm-hmm, Kanye get that Pisces moon I see you <laughs> Because for me, like, as I said before... <laughs> he's over there in his Pisces bag right now. <laughs> Shit. <he's... laughs> Straight up. That's real, though, dude. I do the same shit with music and, like, video stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't listen to music like normal people. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, normal people. Um, or rather, people that don't make music all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you got to be the same way with, yeah. with all this... That's crazy. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like astrology just gives me a language to put around what I already feel. Does it drain you? No. Which no? is so interesting. No. Yeah, I think Astro- it, I would think it would. Mm-mm. Which is so interesting to me. Astrology doesn't drain me. Like in my free time, I'm either like playing with music or I'm doing something with astrology. Literally. Like I don't want to do anything that's else. That's so cool. And it that's how you try- know you're, that's it for you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not work. Yeah. It's exactly. Just, it's just who you are. Exactly. Because yeah. it's like I just want to learn so much. And this is such an ancient practice and I feel like I've just barely started learning about it even though I've been studying it for like years but it just feels like there's so much and it's so accurate like it to the T it is accurate um but going back to that conversation about like how I'm just dissecting folks like I already do that without astrology like I'm already like I'm feeling vibes right because I'm an empath psychic I could just feel things yeah yeah so when I'm feeling things all the time what has really helped me create coping mechanisms has been astrology has been like okay cool this person is a Pisces so now Mm. I need to be a little bit more open maybe to how they time things because they're not going to be on time all the time great I know that they flow through this way or maybe they process emotion in a much deeper way I need to be more open to their feedback of how they're feeling about the situation so if anything like astrology has really opened up my empathy for people and like helped me understand them a lot clear with less judgment or less like um, criticism and it's more like okay let me see you how are you as a person you yeah, know yeah. and I feel like astrology has really opened me up in that way because I've just since I was younger I'm able to like read someone man you are, you are a strong woman <laughs> I'm serious because that shit would drain me I get I get drained so easy mm. you know yeah especially with with creative output mm. and, and energy and stuff yeah. like like exchanging of energy and stuff. Mm. I get so burned. Like I only have a certain amount of like creative juice in my brain Mm -hmm. before I just need to watch VH1 (laughs) reality shows. I'm not going to say which one, but. (laughs) Hate on the Kardashians, but won't spill your tea. Okay. (laughs) Um, But what, so empath and psychic abilities, Mm -hmm. like what, what? 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 How how does that come about? It was from your childhood. And childhood, stuff? yeah, just... yeah. My mom said, my grandma said when I was younger, like um, I would always, when I was even a little baby, I would just like be looking up in the corners and be talking to angels. And my grandmother is a healer from Mexico, 
And she was, she would always just say like, leave her alone, leave her alone, like let her be. And I was an only child for a really long time, but um, I was just always in the garden, always in like backyard, just really developing these skills of being connected to the earth. Just very weird child, like super weird, but in the hood, which was really interesting. My grandma really like, she kept a very safe environment for me to develop my gifts. Um, and then, like I said, my mom and my grandma just really emphasized that I have a gift and I'm able to see things. They always told me that like what I saw was real. They never like said, oh no, those like fairies or that spirit isn't there. They're like, okay, that spirit's there. Okay, who is it? And they would ask me questions That's about so it. That's so cool. And then I would like begin to develop it more. And um, just the things I would tell them, like I would um, one time... I like saw this black around someone um, when me and mom were out and about and I was like, mom, like that person has really bad energy or like something's going to happen to that person. And then like, sure enough, my mom then learned that like this person, they were in an elevator and like the elevator crashed. And I was just like, I just feel these things and I see them and I hear things too sometimes. My mom can smell things. And so... Um, my mom also would share with me the things that she would see and like the angels she would see and um, just the energy that she feels. And all of my family are witches. They just, some of them don't know how to express their energy, but I've totally surrendered into it. And I've totally just like allowed myself to feel it. I'm super weird. I've always been the weird child at school. Like I've just allowed myself to be that way. And I feel like because I've allowed that inner child to thrive, now that I'm older, I'm able to see it as a gift and it's able to like be my profession and it's able to like not drain me so much. Um, so it's not necessarily like, you know, how much money do I have in my fanny pack right now? <laughs> oh, you have that? You know, like it's not like that type of dumb no, shit. No, no. It's I more of just reading energy and yeah. like being able to kind of see... Not even, I don't even know if, if you would call it seeing, right? It's more of just like you, uh, like as humans, we have these senses. Yeah. And I don't think, I think, again, it goes back to the way we learn, you know, you have eyeballs and you mm -hmm. fucking see with them. And uh, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, but we also sense energy, you know? Mm, totally. So, so it's, it, I mean, you can speak on it, but it might not even be like you're actually seeing fairies. Like, are you seeing fairies or are you just like, I know that there's stuff there? No, I'm seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Uh, the, the motherfucking fairies, they're over there in the corner of the room. So they are there. Con mi ojos. <laughs> no, I'm seeing them. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> I'm feeling it. I can totally feel it. And I mean... Okay. All right, shit. <laughs> They have wings and shit? <laughs> they got wings and shit, yeah. Whoa. They're talking and shit. They're super tiny. No like, way. I work with flower essences. So, like, flower essences is just, like, the holographic um, energy of the flower that we put into liquid and we put into our bodies. It's very similar to, like, crystals. Okay. And so every flower, kind of like we do cannabis now, right? That's one flower. And so you're just being very obsessed with it because of just, like, its medicinal properties. We have so many other styles of flowers. Now, if we tap into the flower, right, we tap in towards the resonance of it, the vibration of it, the healing quality of it, we then put it in our bodies, it starts to heal us. So... I feel like because I just spent so much time outdoors when I was younger and I was with the fairies and they're kind of like telling me what felt right, what didn't. Now just with like flowers, I feel very connected to it. I was like, oh yeah, this flower would be good for you. Or like, no, this flower is not good for you. No okay, way. cool. Yeah. It's a Whoa. trip. It's a trip. Flower essences have really helped me with anxiety and like just, um, I even have like flower essences that help boost creativity, help boost confidence. Um, even ones for like trauma informed, whatever someone's going through healing. So it's a, it's a, Damn. it's, 
Um, you gotta hook me up with some Eva Aronsons, yeah. yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, and you're a Pisces, you would love that shit. I would love that. Mm-hmm. shit. That's cool. Yeah, there's even ones that I have that's like help me focus because my mind can go in five thousand different directions. Yep. So it helps me just kind of like get real clear. So you're, you're you come from a family of witches. Witches. Yeah. Yeah. But why? Witches. So are witches only women? Like no. that's like the most sexist shit no. ever, right? No, hell no, 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 no. So no, they're no, man no. witches. Yeah, yeah. I think my grandpa's a witch. My grandpa, well, he's like a warlock, whatever you want to call him, a brujo. Um, is that is that the male version of mm-hmm, a of a witch? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, I think like witch is genderless. Anyone can be a witch. Are you kidding me? I've seen like amazing male witches. Um, it's just someone who's connected to their own emotional alchemy. You're a witch, like the way you do music. Fuck yeah, I'm a yeah, witch. exactly. Yeah. Visual, like absolutely. Well, you know? I, yeah, I didn't know if it was like the warlock. warlock or... Yeah, warlock, witch, whatever. I don't associate. Is there like a gender neutral? Uh, version. <laughs> I know. You can be a sorcerer, a magician, high priest, whatever. <laughs> what? Trident. <laughs> Gender fluid witch. There this you go. Like... There you go. Um, yeah, I come from a family. Everybody, everybody on my mom's side is. But like, it's just somebody who's attuned to their own mm-hmm. emotional alchemy, but yeah. also able to see things. They have their own gifts, their sixth senses. Um, they're just really in tune. And I feel like. If your creativity was preserved when you were really young, or maybe mm. like your culture, you came from those people who like kept you in those spaces of being connected to the earth, like you just naturally have that in you. Yeah. But then if you've developed it and now you use herbs or you use candles, tarot, astrology, um, occult practices, quote unquote occult, um, then you're able to tap into spirit in different ways. You're t- starting to tap into spirit with tools to actualize whatever you need, right? Because magic is just the manifestation of work and intention. It's like putting your intentions out into the universe, but actually putting some like work behind it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very... Um, I remember when I was younger and... I knew that my family were like witches and warlocks, but I was like super hush hush about it because obviously like Catholic, right. and which is a really interesting dynamic too because like my family was Catholic, but they were obviously all operating on like some witch shit, especially my grandmother. Yeah, and I claimed it, and I was like, no, I'm a witch. You know, like that's just what I am. And I remember um, I didn't tell my grandpa because I knew my grandpa was gonna get really scared about it. And so. Um, one time I was just visiting him and this was when I was living up in the Bay and he was down in LA and I was just visiting him and I had like a feeling, a hunch. I went to go see him and I was just looking at him and I was like, grandpa, I was like, something's about to happen to you. You need to take you to the hospital. He's all like, what? And I was like, we're going to take you to the hospital. And so we went to the hospital. He had a stroke at the hospital. Yeah. 100% 100% put down my grandpa. What? How old were you when this happened? Uh, this was like four call, years ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so. it was like four years ago. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. What um, was it about the energy that you made made you want to do Just that? his face. Like his face, his energy. Like it just felt like, and I've seen my mom had a stroke and my best friend had a stroke. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. And so I think I also have a gift with people that have strokes because it's also an energetic spiritual development that I feel like people are also going on and planetary thing. It's like you are being enlightened to a place and so I could just feel that when someone's going through that and so I just saw his body language and I could study people really well so I was just like yeah, yeah. all right something's up like Damn. your face you're the way that you're speaking to me like it seems like you're here but you're also up there mm-hmm. and you're not like that you're very sharp and so um he was also telling other people like I don't feel good and people come visit me and be like you're good you're fine whatever like it's cool you're okay and then I went and I was just like now nah, we're going now and we went boom he had a stroke and when he had a stroke um 
I got super protective over him and I was like, all right, everybody go home. I'm going to stay with my grandpa. We're going to be in the hospital together. He's going to be fine. Just watch. And so then like at night when he was in ICU, I was giving him Reiki and I was doing like all this other energetic thing to him. And he's very sensitive. He's super sensitive. He never does any drugs, never drinks, nothing. Super pure. And so he's on morphine. He's tripping, right? And it's like 2 a.m. And I'm over here like... um, uh, I was sleeping anything at the time and then he gets up and it's dark and he looks at his skin he's like I'm black he's like you turned me black he's like you witch you witch and I was like grandpa <laughs> and I was like no 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 I didn't he's like you're doing that brujeria shit on me aren't you he was tripping right and then the nurse comes in she turns on the light and he's like okay I'm fine right so there was like that I think that like that release of the tension of what I was. Yeah. And he saw that like I was supporting him because then like fast forward a couple weeks after that, he called me and he was like, Mija, I think um, like, uh, I think my wife, my grandmother, my step-grandma, like I think someone put Nazar on her like evil eye. And he was like, can you come lift it? And I was just like, okay. You know, like you're asking me to do this type of work. All right. This means that like you're open to this energy. So like I went over, we did these rituals and um, there's just now this like openness. So now he's like going to acupuncture and he's like totally taking all these herbs and he's taking like CBD and he's um, allowing me to like do Reiki on him now. And he's just very open to it. Reiki is... Um, like the energetic healing of like moving your hands over the electromagnetic field of the body and basically feeling where there's like injury. Uh So they'll feel like a different frequency on that space of the body and like basically um, shifting energy from your body into that space. So you're like moving energy, right? So I only do Reiki for family and very close friends or if like people are passing that I know really well, I'll like do Reiki But how do you, so you just put your hands over somebody's body and try to detect the energy? Yeah. Yeah. And then I move energy around. Whoa. And I'm talking to spirit and I'm doing just like my own cleansings and my rituals. So I do that to like... You gotta like join the X-Men or something, bro. <laughs> I don't... That's like, you do the most. I know. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's amazing. Yeah, it's... Reiki is a trip. Reiki's a trip. But it makes sense. Like everybody, you know... Again, back to like the way we learn things in our culture and stuff, mm-hmm. but it does make sense. We're all vibration. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how sci-fi movies reflect reality mm-hmm. in, a, in a lot of ways. Like, mm-hmm. you know, growing up on Star Wars where they like use the force. It's like, mm-hmm. that shit exists. It's 100. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Like maybe not lightsabers and shit, but the force exists. Like you can do things. We're, we're very much uh, trained to not use our brains and our psyche in the correct way. Right. You know? Exactly. Because we're so codependent on technology and an outside source to affirm what we feel. Mm -hmm. But instead it's like the force. What is that? It's like that own internal dynamic and intelligence of yourself of when to move a certain way, when to push something, when to pull it towards yourself. Right. That's all energy. That's why we have like monks who are developing their force for years and years in solitude why they can levitate, why they can move things, why they have just like these incredible... Have you seen bodies. that shit? Yes. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you said you were in India before as an we, Indian. we were talking. Yeah, you were, you were in India. as in Dharmasala. So, you, so you've seen, I've seen a monk. I've seen him. Okay, I didn't see them levitate, but I did stay with the monks and I did see a bunch of shit. Um, like moving something? Moving stuff. With their brains? Moving stuff. Moving stuff. The what? way that they moved, like just their bodies, their eyes would close and like the way that people would come at them, they could shift. Um, 
it's just literally the whole entire day they're training to engage in their force, in their energetic well, what, what field. What specifically did you see where you're like, whoa, that's crazy? Um, Was there anything that jumped out where they were like, put the pencil on the table and I will... <laughs> <laughs> I think more for me, it was more like... Um, more the physicality of them, like what they could do with their bodies. For me, that was just like, oh, this is some other shit. This is like, you could do how many backflips or like you can position your body in that shape for how long? Or like, I didn't really get to see the ones that were super in solitude up in the mountains. I was more like in Dharmasala. So it's still kind of like a little city. Mm -hmm. So it's like the younger monks who are training for one day, they're going to go up into the mountains. But um, yeah, it was just like, this is something greater than an average consciousness of what we're doing in America. Because in yeah. America, we don't have time to develop that quality of ourselves because yeah. there's always this like text message or this email or this like busyness that we have to do. Yeah. We don't have this quote unquote free time. It's not free time, but we don't have this free time to develop our intuitive t intelligence, to develop this very deep stamina inside of ourselves that can push our determination to go someplace very far. Unless you're an athlete, then you start to move into those places or musician, then you start to go into yeah. those realms. Um, but on like an average level, folks aren't really thinking about those things. They're operating on like a very beta frequency of their brain, which is like active consciousness, but it's super like fight or flight mode. And mm -hmm. it's very just kind of like, wake up, do your work, go to sleep. Service wake up. level existence. Exactly. Whereas That's why I want to just get out of <laughs> LA. Like I just, yeah. I just have this fantasy of owning a compound, mm, like off the grid. In, in yeah, mm. you know, um, and just have like five houses, mm -hmm. five little houses mm -hmm. somewhere, and then just have all my friends and family be able to come out, mm -hmm. stay there whenever they want, and be able to dip out of LA. Because I don't get me wrong, I love the life here mm -hmm. it's amazing you know mm -hmm. what i mean like we i i think we live in the best place in the world yeah la mm -hmm. like i love it but there just comes a time where you're just like damn dude i just you know i just want to stare at shit and and just not have to hear yeah. cars go by all the time yeah. and, and you know it's just there's it's just too much can I be nerdy for a second? So that's. Can you be nerdy for a second? For a second. We've if been nerdy like, for an hour and seven <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh my God, already. <laughs> yes, you can be nerdy. Go ahead. That's a Uranus and Taurus thing. So, Uranus right now, because I feel like you're super connected to Uranus. That's yeah. why Uranus and Taurus is basically for the next six years, we're going to see a migration of folks moving from the city back into nature. Wow. So, there's this shift because Uranus is forcing us to get enlightened and creating this chaos, this um, conflict of like your attachment to the city. Is it healthy for you? Is this where you really want to be? Some folks, yeah, they thrive on this shit. Yeah. They're like, let's go. Other folks, like you, where you're just like, I love it, but I have this tension of I want to live out in nature and just stare at shit. Mm -hmm. That's a very Uranus and Taurus thing because Taurian energy is all about being one with nature. It's about being sensuous with like the trees and the earth and the sky and finding your inspiration from those spaces. And so we'll start to see the next six years where people want to be off the grid a lot more. And oh. we're going to see it. And also I think people dividing up their time, maybe half living in the city or half living like outside of the city. Um, and also it's just getting mad expensive out here. Like, it is. Like, you got to be balling. And our lifestyle's changing. Yeah. You know, it used to be you... you turn 20 whatever you have a family you work a nine to five you mm -hmm. fucking milkman or whatever mm -hmm. and you have a very nine to five established lifestyle and at least in los angeles the people that i know 
like no no one really has a full time job. Mm-mm. You know Mm-mm. what I mean? Yeah. Some people do, but the, everyone has a side hustle. They're trying to do something. So I think in the next few years, especially with autonomous vehicles, you mm-hmm. know, you can live like two hours away mm-hmm. and still be fine. Totally. Um, so it's it's trending in the right direction. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. For sure. We're all shifting. I think it's going to be healthier for our, our mental state too because it's not healthy for us to be so disconnected from the earth. It's like time for us to go and just put our feet into the ground and just like enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just was in Palm Springs this past weekend and we were doing work there while we were just chilling. I was like, whoa, this switches up the vibe. 100%, really? yeah. Damn. Just like being, and then right when we got into LA, I was like, oh damn, yeah, this is the frequency. I forgot about this shit. You know, shit. but it's true. Like how can we start to create space and carve our own structures, our own schedules in a way that like it gives us nature, it gives us that joy, that slow time, but we're still doing work for like the city or we're, we're having this balance. We mm-hmm. have to create new ways because old way is not going to suffice at all. It's archaic already. Mm-hmm. So now it's like we're all developing our own systems, our structures. And so you have to be really honest about your needs and what really feels good for you, what makes you feel clear. And then once you're in that space of clarity with yourself, Go ham on it and make sure that that is what your schedule, everything looks like. It's not going to look like anything people have ever seen before. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about it earlier in my Instagram stories. It's like also, this applies to work. This applies to your home. This also applies to pleasure and to love. So I feel like we're also going to see like a revolution when it comes to like the way that people love themselves and the way that people like love others. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like... Just like even sexuality, sensuality, it's shifting right now. And that's yeah. also like Uranus and Taurus is pushing that conversation even more, even more of just like how has patriarchy and heteronormative like customs and lifestyles, how have we abused it? And then what now needs to be basically the combat of that? What needs to be the balance? Yeah. And so we're going to see like a very high increase of feminine energy coming in and people just like really honoring that about themselves, not being so bogged down about just like, I'm heteronormative, so I need to do this. No, you don't. You get to do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah, 100%. You know? And yeah. so, um, it's an exciting time. It is. It's an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming by. You're welcome. Thank you. That was a very, very amazing conversation. I got to have you back. Good. Thank you. I would love to come by. That was awesome. fun. Awesome. Thank you for the platform. Hey! Thank you, thank you for coming through, Yazamin. You can find her on Instagram at Yazanadis. That's at Y-A-Z-A-N-A-D-I-S. Go book some time with her. She can read your whole entire motherfucking life and see what you're what you're doing wrong. She can call you on all that woo-woo. Go check it out, y'all. This has been the Super Tight Podcast. You can holler at me at Super Tight CO on Instagram and all social media. Thank you for listening, and I will catch y'all in the next episode. Peace.